Welcome to the Christian Life Coach Collective. I am your host, Laura Malone, and we're here to talk about life coaching, entrepreneurship, leading yourself well, and lots of spirit-led life and business strategies. So thanks for joining me on this journey, and let's jump into today's episode. Okay, seriously, what a fun time of year. Quarter one means you have to think about taxes. It's fantastic, right? You actually, you have to be able to self-coach through all of this because the reality is, is that we all know tax time is coming, but I think we compartmentalize it somewhere in our minds so we don't have to think about it and be so stressed out until we absolutely have to be stressed out. But I think that the truth is that if we would just prepare ahead of time for what we'll need to do, then the first quarter of the year isn't so big and scary. And I know you can do this. You do hard things. We're in it together. So I'm going to give you a little disclaimer here and say that nothing I am sharing is meant to be legal advice, not even accounting advice. I'm sharing the framework of what I think I know, and I'm definitely not telling you what to do. So you should always seek counsel from a CPA and never trust me. Okay, there you go. There's my disclaimer. So as a self-employed business owner, if you have just started your business and you're not really sure what taxes look like, you basically pay income tax, but also pay self-employment tax on top of that. I think the rate is 12.4% for self social security you're paying and 2.9% for Medicare right now. But I have heard that you can write off half of your self-employment tax to reduce taxable income. So make sure you check with your tax preparer to see if you can actually take advantage of that. Again, not telling you what to do. <laughs> um, you can Google everything I'm going to share here. You can find out everything you need to know on the IRS website, but I wanted to put it all in one place for you here to give you an idea of what you're looking for when you do go looking. So there are standard deductions and then there's itemized deductions when you do taxes. If you're, there's like a, a rate for, and it changes every year. So I think for 2023, the standardized deductions, if you're single, is about 13850 If you're married filing separate, it's 13850 If you're married filing jointly or you're qualified widow-widower, then it's 27700 and the head of household is 20800 So again, that you can find that anywhere online. From what I understand, you either go with the standardized deductions or you choose to itemize your deductions. If you have less than the standard deduction amount in eligible expenses, then you're better off taking the standard deduction amount. So let's just say you're single, you start a coaching business, and all of your itemized expenses only equal about $6,000, then you're actually better off using the standard amount of $13,850, because that's a higher amount that you can deduct, right? So why would you itemize all of your expenses if it's less than that and, you know, Of course, a CPA would point that out to you, but I want to talk about some things that you can consider, you know, looking at and deducting. And I recommend if you go into Google spreadsheets, you can actually look at the templates and create a budget from one of the templates. So just type in budget in the search bar of of the templates, and there's one that's like an annual budget. And just make it uh, something that is specific to your business. So it's got ideas and examples there already, but you can just adjust it. That's exactly what I did. It's the tight, that's exactly the spreadsheet that I use for all my expenses. 
There's a tab at the bottom for um, expenses, a tab for income, and then a summary tab. And it's already got all of the formulas in there. So it totals everything, it calculates everything for you. And then in the summary tab, it you don't mess with anything in there because it takes everything you put in the expenses tab, everything you put in the income tab, and it correlates all of it in a formula that you don't have to figure out so that you know what you ended up with. And then that's what you would work on throughout the year and bring that to your CPA. Of course, you can do um, QuickBooks, Wave, all FreshBooks, like there's so many different options out there, right? And you can correlate, you can connect those to your spreadsheet and then share that with your CPA at tax time. So let's talk about some of the main deductions that you can um, take care of, you know, take off when you're doing your taxes. Okay, so one thing I didn't know for a long time was that you can actually write off health insurance premiums. So especially if you work for yourself, you know, you don't have insurance from an employer-sponsored plan. So the IRS lets people who are self-employed write off their health insurance premiums. And um, you just, again, this is something you want to talk to your CPA about and consider, especially before you make a health insurance pre, uh, plan decision based on this, make sure you have that clear. And a solo 401k is different than if you worked for an employer who offers a 401k. So a personal one um, basically applies the same principle. You can set up a solo 401k account and then set aside contributions of up to, you know, like fifty, sixty thousand $60,000, depending on the year, right? Um, then there's finance related costs that you should always be paying attention to, like certain fees and expenses that are associated with your home business. Just always file those things. If you get an email with something, um, like a fee related, like even, uh, I think it's like all of the costs of ATM fees and things like that, keep them in your spreadsheet and associate them with an expense because you really you're having to pay for it and then make sure that all of those things are in a category and define what they are and let your cpa figure out you know what's deductible for you bad debt is a thing that you can write off unfortunately if you have clients that don't pay you (laughs) this is just part of the risk of business and if an, an amount that a client owed is included in your reported gross income uh, for the year the deduction is being claimed or prior, you can actually write off the bad debt on your tax return. So bank fees can't be written off of personal tax returns, but as a business owner, you can actually write those off. So if the bank charges you so much per month for your account or something like that, or even opening an account um, and ATM charges again, then you can, again, that's another area that you want to have an expense area in your budgeting for. Um, Major thing is startup costs. So starting your business can be quite expensive because you're not making any money yet. So probably you're spending some of your own money, but you can actually deduct some startup and organizational costs like for the first year. You just have to make sure that it's not associated with what it actually costs to run your business. Starting your business is different than running your business. So you want to separate things like your your scheduler and your email service provider. You're, you're paying for those things 
past the first year, like past the time you start your business, right? You're going to always be paying them every month. They don't count as a startup cost, even though you have to start paying for them at some point. But buying a new computer does count towards your startup costs. Um, also, all of the things you're going to have to buy the first time, like all of office items and a desk and paint the walls of your office and all of those things, startup costs. Then one of the next major things is education. So as long as you can show the training is necessary to grow your skills in business, in coaching, all of those things, you can deduct the cost of the education or training, certifications, whatever it is that you invest in. So think about this every time there's events that you want to go to, like training events and stuff, because you can actually justify those expenses if they are educational. And that also means that you can buy one of my courses to get your business started, get trained as a coach, all of those things, and write it off or even hire me as a coach because your own coach is a business expense that you can write off. If you buy books, anything that's going to help you learn about coaching, running a business, how to market and sell your services, all of these things can be deducted. You just need to ensure that everything you want to write off actually points to growing your skills and it's relevant and associated with the work that you do. Um... Collection expenses, like if somebody owes money to you and you have to work with a collections agency, uh, <laughs> you know, that is something that you can actually write off if you have to pay a collection for, for the collection. This is one reason, though, I say to have your clients pay you before your session. When they book with you or buy a package, like have them pay up ahead of time. People will pay ahead of time for a concert ticket that they're not going to for months. This is a thing people are doing. So you don't have to be scared that people won't pay ahead of time. People pay ahead of time for things all of the time. They pay for things they don't use all of the time. And this saves you so much stress and so much time and so much money if you just ask them to pay ahead of time, you know, at the time of booking. You don't have to do that, but just know that there's chances that you'll have some clients who don't pay you. And fortunately, if they don't pay you, then there's some things that you can write off. Credit card fees, um, the cost of goods that are sold. Um, like you have to track if you have inventory, you actually have goods that you're selling on a product, not just your coaching service. So let's just say you have a subscription box that you also an ad, uh, you know, you offer in addition to your coaching business. Then the cost of goods that are sold um, can be written off. That's, you know, the things that you have on hand at the beginning and end of each tax year. So as a coach, you know, outside of products and goods, uh, things like software and subcontractors that perform a service, things like that can be, that's part of that, but we'll get that to that in just a second. Um, any interest you pay or accrue during the tax year is another possible deduction. It has to be related to a business expense. So, you know, maybe like a car, if you actually need a car that you're going to use for your business. And if it's Based, if it's business and per personal, then you deduct a percentage of, of that interest, you know, that correlates with how much time you use um, the car for your business purpose. Um, office expenses, your office supplies, 
postage, UPS, FedEx, all of the things that you spend on sending something to your clients, newspaper and magazine subscriptions. Again, they have to have a business purpose. All of the things, you know, back to the office supplies, all the things that you use in your home office, staples and paper, printer, all of these things. Um, even intangible office expenses that are, you know, like online. So based on your home office space, if you work from home, your office doesn't actually have to be a separate room that's called an office by your kids. It could be that you work at your kitchen table or a desk. Uh, you can be in your living room. You can be in your bedroom for a long time like I was in the beginning. Deductions are based on the percentage of your home that is devoted to your business. And then you determine like the square footage of your office space and uh you divide that by the total square footage of your home. The IRS basically says a home office is where you regularly use some amount of your home to work from, no matter which part. And your home has to be the main location of your business, whether you're coaching people face-to-face -face in your home or you're just coaching over the phone or the computer. You can do an online search to figure out how to calculate the percentage of your home uh, that you can claim deductions on. If I try to explain it here with the formula, it's not going to make sense to you, <laughs> but it's real easy to Google. Uh, homeowner's insurance, HOA fees, if you're like in a condo, uh, you have something like that, or you have a, you live someplace with a neighborhood association, you can probably uh, deduct some of the HOA fees. Might be small, but you know, every little bit <laughs> can help you. Um, house cleaning. If you're working from home, you're basically, if you hire somebody to come in and help clean your house, especially the busier you get with work, then it's a little harder if you work at home to suddenly have this like full-time job and you're trying to get to all of the house cleaning, then you might be able to um, write off the, the, cleaning, uh, the cleaning supplies, cleaning help, all of those things. Mortgage insurance, mortgage interest, repairs and maintenance and utilities in your house, all of those, a portion of that can uh, potentially be written off. Again, talk to your CPA and they'll help you figure out uh, how much and how to, how to calculate all of that. Then in marketing and such, you can write off advertising costs, like if you have business cards or uh, your website, um, if you, let's say you run ads somewhere, promotional costs, or let's just say you even sponsor a, an event near you or like your kid's uh, baseball team. If you want to sponsor, that's actually an advertising cost that can be written off. Conferences and events that are related to your business or whatever you do in business in, as a coach, you at, inside of North America, <laughs> you have to, you can't generally deduct a conference that you go to Italy for. But if you're going someplace inside North America, North America, then you can generally uh, deduct this conference or event that is networking or education or whatever associated with your coaching business. And that includes entertainment and meals for clients and people that you're working with and things like that. So there's something the IRS calls a directly related test or associated test. You can Google that or talk to your CPA about it. Um, 
But basically, like if I take a client out or I'm working with somebody in about my business, then I can actually take them out. I can't take them on a cruise, <laughs> but I can take them out to dinner and uh, you know, even take them to, let's say we go to Top Golf and we spend the night. I'm entertaining my client or, you know, maybe taking them out for a big celebration about the work they did, right? If they live close by. Or if you want to buy a gift for a client. So I have different gifts that I've given to people who have finished certain courses. Actually, when I started doing that, I didn't know I could write those off. <laughs> but the you know the saying is a happy customer is a loyal customer so why not you know offer a thoughtful gift uh if it's their birthday or they have a milestone in their business or their life you know you can i think it's like up to $25 a gift that you can deduct um let's see also the accounting fees consultant fees legal fees um and then subcontractors, like so let's say you hire a virtual assistant to help you, like you've gotten pretty busy in your business and you're coaching a lot of people. You just need somebody to help run all of those SOPs you set up for all the things that you need to do in the back office side of things, or maybe your social media. And you're, you've hired somebody like a subcontractor to help work for you in your business, right? So the fees you pay to them are deductible under your cost of services. And you'll have to actually submit a form 1099 for each subcontractor if you've paid them more than $600 in the year. So you would actually have to give them a 1099. And all of those things, again, accounting, like getting your taxes done or working with consultants, um, Legal fees, if you if you need to pay somebody to help you develop contracts or you have a problem or a client wants to sue you, those kinds of things. Um, again, put that on your budget and budget sheet and make sure that your accountant knows about where all of these fees have come into play. And then if you're traveling, plane tickets, hotels, any type of lodging, meals while you're traveling, rental cars, all of these things, gas costs, if you're if any of that's associated with business, let's say you're gonna go to a life coaches conference in Charlotte, North Carolina. It's a great place to come. So if you did that and you had to fly there and you stay at a hotel, you're gonna have to eat while you're at the conference and you're gonna have to rent a car, you can write all of that off along with the conference because it's actually a business associated event and education and networking. So that's pretty awesome. If you, um, you know, if you do use, I mean, most online coaches are not traveling to see clients, but sometimes we do. So if you're using your car for personal use, then you can determine a portion of time and write off some percentage of your vehicle costs, or instead you can actually do like a my like a mileage reimbursement type of, um, it's like 57 cents or something like that to deduct the cost of using your car, you know, 57 cents per mile or something like that that you get. So if your home base, home office is your base location, and that means you get 57 cents per mile if you're traveling away from home to those conferences or 
you know, networking events or clients. You're going to meet them half an hour away at a coffee shop. Any of those things you can write off. And then parking and tolls, same thing. So (laughs) there's a lot of stuff that you can actually write off. If you consider all of these potential tax deductions for your home business, And make sure you keep in mind that the IRS's guideline is the expense has to be ordinary and necessary in order to qualify as a potential deduction, right? Um, It's pretty awesome. There's a lot here that you can save some money on. So you don't have to be so scared of paying taxes if you understand how you can reduce the taxes you have to pay ahead of time. Just have to do a little bit of late work. And get it all in a spreadsheet, pay attention to it, start in the beginning. It's much harder if you didn't like ignore it, if you ignore it and go away, like it will not go away. (laughs) So it only works for your teeth. Ignore them and they will go away. Okay, so think about it in this context. The sooner you get clarity and the sooner you start keeping track of things instead of ignoring them because they feel overwhelming, they stress you out, then the sooner you're actually going to have peace and clarity because you know that there's a plan and a process in place for this. So you don't have to get so freaked out when you think about doing your books or paying attention to what's in the bank because you're keeping an eye on it consistently. And honestly, the, the sooner you know what the what's in the bank and what's not in the bank, the better you're going to have... Um, well, the better knowledge you're going to have about what do you need to be doing in your business to get to where you need to be. If you don't have any money in the bank to pay taxes because you spent all of it because you didn't put it in a savings account because you never opened one or you never opened a business bank account, et cetera, et cetera. Like you've got to get things in place sooner rather than later. I know what it takes. I know what it costs to wait. But I also know that it... It costs you so much in your mental clarity and freedom and peace when you hold on to your fear of tackling something. And it's honestly, it's not worth it. Um, You just, on a side note, just so you know, like if you're self-employed and you've never been self-employed before, you don't get a W-2. That only happens for people on a company payroll. If you, let's say, coached for a company they hired you to coach for them, then they're going to send you a 1099. That's a non-employee compensation report. So the 1099 is only something you're going to get if a company contracted you. And a 1099 is something you would give if you have somebody that you contracted, like a virtual assistant, right? I highly recommend having somebody else do your taxes for you if you're a business owner. It is so hard to feel like you got it right for your own personal taxes. Like, you know, you and I know, like, it's not fun. I do not do my own taxes. But with business, you seriously don't want to put yourself at risk of messing it up and or at risk of having to be audited. It is not fun. And if I were you, if you're worried about having to pay a CPA to do your taxes, set money aside throughout the year. Literally, you're going to have to set, let's say, $50 a month. Set $50 a month aside throughout the year into your business savings account, which you should set up with your business checking account as soon as you decide to start your business. And then make sure that the money is there to pay somebody when it's time to do your taxes. That is going to hugely reduce your stress. 
And from what I understand, again, don't quote me, if you had to pay taxes for your business last year, then the following year is when you begin paying quarterly. So as a coach, as a service-based industry, like we pay quarterly, but the first year, you don't have to do that. Um, you don't have to worry about it. But again, talk to your accountant. And you can um, actually ask your accountant for like quarterly vouchers to help with that or see how they recommend handling it. I don't think you have to start paying taxes quarterly the first year that you start out. But again, it's why I refer you to talk to your CPA and not take my word for it. But the first year I started my business, first of all, I wasn't making any money. I was just spending it. <laughs> and I didn't do any taxes at all because I didn't really make anything. I didn't even have an accountant to talk to at that point, And I had no information about what it was like to do taxes or even think about taxes or books as a coach. I was just still trying to figure so much out and duct tape it all by myself. So here is the point. My goal here is to give you an, a bird's eye view of what's in front of you and kind of demystify how scary it might be. Tell you, just get a spreadsheet, sit down one day, go through the whole thing, reward, tell yourself like, I get a reward if I do my books. And I, you know what? It's not going to take you as long as you think it is. You're afraid it's going to take you like a year <laughs> to get it done. It's not. The minute you sit down to do it, get yourself prepared, get yourself a nice cup of coffee and get everything out and put all the distractions away and say, I'm going to get this done and I have an hour to do it. And I promise you can get it done in an hour if you give it the focus. And I I did all of mine. Uh, when the first time I ever just went through, I just went through my bank account and I looked at everything that I paid for the entire year. And because the first year, like there wasn't that much, it didn't take me that long. And I literally put it into a Google Spreadsheets budget template that I still use to this day. So you can do this. It is not as hard. It is not as scary as you are making it out to be in your head. And if you think it's scary in your head, coach yourself or book a session with me. <laughs> it's not, it does not have to be that dramatic. And I understand why it's dramatic in your head, but taxes are really not that scary when you understand, you have a little bit of clarity, you make some committed decisions ahead of time and you go after it because it has to be done. So just decide that you're in control. You're making this decision to do it, not because anybody is making you do it. You're going to, this is going to be a win for you. If you have to pay taxes, guess what? It's a great thing because it means you made money and go you, right? Okay. All things are possible and everything is figure outable. So I'm with you in it. And uh, let me know in the Christian Life Coach Collective Facebook group, jump in there. Let me know what you are thinking, feel, feeling about doing your taxes. And if you have questions in there, maybe we can help each other out. Okay. Talk to you later. Hey friends, don't forget to jump into the Christian Life Coach Collective Facebook group if you haven't already. So you can connect with like-directed people and get free resources and ask for feedback. All the things that are going to help support you on your calling as a coach. I hope to see you in there and don't forget to subscribe to the show.